Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. First and foremost, a few different things I want to touch on before we dive into this podcast. Um, For those of you celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas. For those of you celebrating Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah. Um, I know there's a lot of holidays going on this week. Uh, So thank you for tuning in during your busy schedule. And we will only have two episodes this week. First couple things, first order of operations. I got a couple quick things to touch on before we dive into the, the what the podcast is about today. Um, the first one being that there's only going to be two episodes again this week. Um, I know that's how it has been the last couple weeks. I've had a couple people. This is really cool. I've had a couple people message me and say like, hey, where are the Q&As? I miss the Q&As. First and foremost, I am sorry. They are coming. I promise. Um, long story short, uh, I was in Arizona speaking at the Impact Collective. Um, I had a lot of personal matters to attend to, business matters to attend to. I came home and we were in the peak week of the facility. So making sure the painters had what they needed, the the turf guys had what they needed, the rubber flooring guys had what they needed, um, the rogue shipment came and then making sure we built all the stuff and then the office stuff came and then we had to get the tent guy out and then we had to get the security guy out. So it's been kind of crazy and I've been bouncing there and back so much. Um, that we decided to do two podcasts per week for a few weeks just to give me a break from talking on the mic as, as much as I hate that and as much as I miss it. And it actually drives me crazy not doing content. But it's been really cool to have people reach out and say like, yo, what's going on? I miss it. I want it. So it, it makes me feel the love. It makes me feel appreciated. So um, thank you guys for reaching out and thank you guys for listening. So the first thing I want to say is, is A, I'm sorry. This is <laughs> Merry Christmas. This is going to be another week of uh, not that many podcasts. So this week we're doing another one on Monday and then Thursday. Um, and then next week we are back to three per week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So stay tuned for that. Get ready for that. Um, so ask me a question. Ask me anything, training, nutrition, business, lifestyle, uh, anything you want to ask me, please do so. Um, we are also going to have my team out here in a couple weeks so we can do a roundtable Q&A, which would be really cool. But fill me up with questions. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes. It's always there. We have a form. Please fill it out. Ask me something. We're going to get uh, maybe even more than one Q&A episode per week in the, the next couple weeks uh, just to really have some good conversations, answer some great questions. I've been getting a ton. I actually have a list of like uh, 10 or so that I still need to get to. So those will be answered as well. Um, but fill me up with questions, guys. That's the first link in the show notes of this podcast. Um, the second thing is I would love if you guys would reach out and tell me what you want more of now that we have the facility. We are going to be recording podcasts, obviously, but I'm going to be shooting a lot of videos because we have a ton of space. So let me know what you want to learn about. If you're not in the private Facebook group, jump in there. There's a link for that in the show notes as well. Um, jump in there, join the conversation. I actually just posted today. If you guys wanted to learn one single topic, what would that be? But that's a perfect time for you guys to jump into a conversation and tell me what you want to learn because I can do full podcasts or full videos 
just on that one topic. Um, and that's a really exciting thing. I want to be able to deliver as much value as possible now that we have this space. Um, we are finally in there. I'm actually going to finish recording this and I'm going to head over there and train. So I'm super, super excited. It is Wednesday when I'm recording this, the 18th. Um, we just finished building everything last night and I'm pumped. I'm going to go use some of the equipment. Um, there was some missing parts from Rogue. Shout out to Rogue for missing some parts of my squat rack. Wasn't too happy about that. Um, and the tiles of the deadlift platform. So I can't even deadlift on a deadlift platform, but they're going to be coming in the mail soon. I already talked to the customer service. So shout out to you guys for being quick, I guess. Um, but I'm stoked. Now, today's podcast, we are going to dive into one question. So I had a question from Andrea, no last name. It's just Andrea. I don't know where this question came from. To be honest with you, I think it could be Facebook, could be Instagram, but she asked, what advice would you give a two to three years out from full-time coaching? books, certs, etc. Um, so I'm assuming give a coach who is two to three years out uh, from full-time coach. So basically, what advice would I give to a coach who is getting into coaching in general? So I actually wanted to spend a full podcast doing this. I, I made some notes and I think there's some, there's some books I want to recommend. There's some certifications I want to recommend. And then there's just some philosophies that I want you guys to consider. And I think this is a multifaceted podcast because I think this is going to be good for anybody who is a coach who is aspiring to be a coach, or if you are an individual looking to be coached, if you are trying to find somebody, you should find somebody who has some of these certifications, who has some of these qualities, who has read some of these books, who is, is, has an energy or an aura or an enthusiasm or is, is promoting a type of coaching that resonates with the things I'm going to talk about today. I've been coaching for almost a decade now, which is crazy to think about, but it's literally the only thing I've ever done. Uh, besides be a maintenance guy at a community store or a Rite Aid clerk when I was a teenager and, and working my way into becoming a coach, this is basically all I've done ever. I interned to be a coach. I studied in school to be a coach and then I became a coach. And ever since then, I've just been coaching. Um, so stuff like this is really near and dear to my heart. And I, and I take a lot of responsibility in being the type of coach that emulates the things I'm going to talk about today. And I'm grateful to be in a position to talk about these things and, and speak on these on my podcast at the seminars I do, um, like the impact collective and, and speak to people and teach them how to be better coaches because that's what I live for literally is all I do. So Andrea, today I'm going to give you quite a bit of advice. So you asked a really, really good question. It's something I get asked uh, quite a bit in, in different ways. So I'm going to dive into many things. So first, we're going to start with the books. So grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, grab your notepad and your iPhone or something, and get ready to write some, some book titles down. Um, in fact, I will link these in the show notes, um, and they'll just go directly to Amazon so you can buy them. I highly recommend you buy all of these. The first one is going to be The Go-Giver. This is something that I – this is the first book I require anybody who works for me to read. It's the first book the interns started reading this time, um, and it's it's a phenomenal book. Uh, the Dream-Giver is a good one as well. That one's a little bit more around uh, breaking through um, dream blockers, essentially people who try – people and things and ideas and, and negative – negative things in your mind that stop you from breaking the barriers to, to reach your dreams. But the go-giver is more of a philosophy. It's, it's a way of life. It's actually one of my core values. And as a team, I like to think this, these are part of our core values as well. Being a go-giver means giving without expectation. It means giving more value than you're asking in return. It means giving without asking for anything in return. Um, it means not worrying about the value of uh, financial repercussion you, you receive after giving. It, it's about the value of giving you are giving in the first place. It sounds really weird, but it, it's it's changing your philosophy around why you do things. It's literally just helping and just giving just to give because you feel good. And it's kind of like a selfish, selfless act. And I know that sounds 
like hip hypo like a hypochondriac is that the right word um oxymoron i don't know why i thought hypochondriac um that's the wrong word oxymoron when you are selfishly being selfless and it's essentially you should get a sense of reward from giving you shouldn't get the same sense of reward from receiving a dollar amount or anything like that or fame or anything like that. It's it's being a go-giver because you like giving. You like giving behind the scenes. You like giving when nobody's watching. Actually, shit. <laughs> Speaking of go-giver, this is just reminding me of an announcement I forgot to mention in the intro, so I'm sorry for the t- side tangent, but this is really exciting, guys. Um, I have partnered up with the uh, – uh, children's hunger fund. And we are going to be, we're already donating. So we're donating 2000 meals a month to, uh, I shouldn't say 2000 meals. It's equivalent to 2000 meals, but it it is also providing vitamins, minerals, and quality nutrition to kids who are underprivileged, who are starving, who are suffering from malnutrition. Um, but the children's hunger fund goes even beyond that. They're helping, uh, different organizations, they're collaborating with different organizations and they're helping child trafficking, they're helping malnutrition, they're helping feed these children, house these children. So many different aspects aspects of helping underprivileged children who are living in poverty or living in third world countries. And I'm really, really excited to be partnering with them. We have a a year-long agreement that I'm giving to them and I'm already, this has already started, but the reason I'm telling you guys is is not to brag about it, but it's actually to hope hope that you'll join me. Um, so we should have this really soon. We've had some people asking about shirts and I don't want to sell t-shirts. It's not like one of my uh, business plans to make money selling t-shirts, but I thought of a cool idea is we could sell Boom Boom Performance t-shirts and we can donate all the profit. So we are still in the process of making the sales page. So as soon as my web team is done making the sale page, it'll be live, but stay on the lookout for this, please. And, and I really, really would appreciate your help with this. Basically, you'll be able to donate. It's a $25 minimum and you'll get a shirt for that. So that's basically just paying for the shirt and then the rest of it goes to charity and you'll be able to see how many meals you are supplying to children in need. And this is going to be, you're going to be able to donate 25, 50, 75, or any other dollar amount you want to. So you could buy a $200 shirt and supply thousands of meals for kids. Um, it wouldn't be thousands, but hundreds of meals for kids off that $100. So um, I'm really, really excited about this, guys. This is something I'm very passionate about is just giving in, in charity work and stuff like that. And we've done some things in the past, and I've consistently give um, through the mentoring program that I'm a part of as well uh, behind the scenes. It's not something I talk about because – there hasn't been a way for me to get you guys to contribute with me. There hasn't been a way for me to get you guys included in this, um, which is what I am able to do now. So if you want to help me with this cause, please, please, please be on the lookout for this. This will release soon. I think within, I mean, it should be here the first week of January. So be on the lookout for that um, basically next week. uh, And I'll have links everywhere and I'll post on social media and I'm going to post on Facebook and I'm going to post in the podcast. So it'll be a link that lives forever and you guys can buy shirts from us and you can donate to charity because of that. So, Wanted to shout that out. The go-giver reminded me of that. I just wanted to bring that up real quick. Um, But back to the point, the very first book I typically recommend is The Go-Giver. The second one is The Alchemist. The Alchemist is a story about a boy who is chasing his dreams, basically traveling across the world, chasing his dreams. um, And he runs into different omens and and figures along the way that provide very valuable lessons. Um, It's it's written by uh, Paulo Coelho. And he is a phenomenal writer, phenomenal author that just has a really good way of storytelling to get you to think outside the box and get you to think on a deeper level. And again, kind of hide messages within a fictional tale, within a story that is very interesting and, and exciting. And it's a story. It's a tale. It's it's a 
it's a journey. And that's what the coolest thing. And, and one of the things that I took away from it, because I've read this book about five times, is uh, finding your own personal legend. And it talks a lot about that. And, and it kind of teaches you how to find your own journey, how to find your own path, and how to find your own purpose, no matter what that is. And that book really, really struck a chord with me and motivated me to chase my dreams, to think outside the box, to think bigger, to think on a larger scale and to just constantly push forward. So um, The Alchemist is number two. The third one is The Leader Who Had No Title. This is another fictional book. It is a story written by Robin Sharma. Um, and this book is about, he also wrote The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, which is another good one. But The Leader Who Had No Title is one of my favorite books because it's about, uh, it's a story about a janitor who turns out to really be the CEO and the person that runs into him and spends a few days with this quote unquote janitor had no idea that he was the CEO of a multi-million dollar company. And the journey this janitor quote unquote takes him on is unbelievable and teaches him so many lessons about being a leader but not needing a title. And, and basically what this is saying is everybody is an equal inside of a corporation. And when we are a team unit, you grow together. You don't grow as one. Really, really powerful book for leadership, for self-worth, um, for motivation. Absolutely love the book. And again, it's a story. I, I really like stories. I think it's an easy way to keep yourself engaged. Uh, the next one is Turn Pro. Turn Pro is by Stephen Pressfield, and this is a really good one for doing just that. Turning pro at what you do, taking things to the next level. Um, really, really good book, and it's cool because this one and the next one, which is The War of Art, both written by Stephen Pressfield. The War of Art is about pushing through resistance, which is basically the idea of resistance is constantly leaning against you, and it is stopping you from pressing forward and walking in to that resistance where growth lies. So, so the problem with resistance is that it's everywhere. Resistance is not eating eating pizza with your friends and having or it's ordering a salad instead of pizza at dinner right it's it's knowing that somebody's going to say shit to you for not drinking a beer with them it's it's waking up early it's not hitting snooze it's going and doing your cardio it's going to the gym it's meal prepping it's everything that your mind kind of second guesses and goes fuck i don't want to do this shit but you know you have to do it in order to be successful in whatever you're chasing, whether that's fat loss, whether it's muscle growth, whether it's business success. It's, it's having crucial conversations with your wife or husband because you need to in order to have a fulfilling relationship. Um, the War of Art is unbelievable and it's all about resistance. Um, so that's a really good book. Uh, I'm lying. It, uh, I got those two mixed up, so I apologize for that. Turn Pro is an excellent book that is all about breaking through resistance. War of Art is more around creativity. Um, so Turn Pro is basically, so let me let me backtrack a little bit. I got the two books mixed up. It's been a while since I read them, but they're both very influential. Turn Pro is by Stephen Pressfield. They both are. Turn Pro is about, like I said, just that. It's about turning pro. And one of the key elements of turning pro or becoming the best at what you do is by breaking through resistance. And resistance is everything I explained. We fight it day to day. And in order to become successful in whatever we want to chase, we have to learn how to step into resistance. We have to lean into it. And we have to be able to overcome resistance. Kind of like The Obstacle is the Way by uh, Ryan Holiday. It is the way. Resistance is the way of success. Um, the War of Art is all about creativity in essentially avoiding writer's block, but on a deeper level. Like how can you be more productive? Um, how can you be more creative? How can you break through writer's block? How can you keep going? And the cool thing about both of these books is that they're basically like one to two page stories. So instead of me going, okay, I'm going to read 20 pages a day, it's like I'm going to read one to two pages maybe. And and if you want to read another story, you can, but it's very short. Um, 
anecdotes essentially about these topics of breaking through resistance or creativity and kind of breaking through writer's block. The next one is emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence, um, I'm going to kind of loop these three last books into one. Uh, Emotional intelligence, motivational interviewing, and crucial conversations. These three books are just going to help you learn and understand individuals better. Um, And this is definitely geared more towards coaching, um, but I think everybody can benefit from this. I mean, it's the same reason why many people can benefit from the five love languages. Um, It's why many people can benefit from things like coactive coaching and uh, the seven uh, habits of highly effective people, um, how to win friends and influence people. All these books do one thing really well. They teach you how to connect. They teach you how to communicate properly. They teach you how to truly understand an individual and truly hear. Not just listen, but hear. There's a difference between listening and truly hearing somebody. Um, So all these books help you do that. They help you truly hear somebody and hear where they are at and hear their perspective and be able to reason with them on their perspective so that you can help them. Uh, Really, really, really phenomenal books. If you're a coach, if you're a leader, if you're a parent, if you are a spouse to somebody, emotional intelligence, motivational interviewing, and crucial conversations are all fantastic books. And I I would even throw the five love languages out there, Um, how to win, excuse me, how to win friends and influence people and um, the seven uh, habits of highly effective people. And the cool thing about this, what I've been doing in this podcast so far is I'm, I'm reading all these books. And honestly, I could stop right there because I think these books are just as, if not more important than all the nutrition books. At the end of the day, macros are macros. Yes, there is an art to macros. Yes, there is a science to periodization. Yes, there is some educational side of things that you can't bypass. You need to understand the systems and the methods that create results. But once you understand that method, it's about how you deliver those methods. Because you can have the best calculations, the best ratios, the best calories. It doesn't matter. If you don't know how to deliver that and get somebody to adhere to it consistently and believe in it, you're going to strike out. It's unbelievably important. So every book I just listed is just as, if not more important, than all the nutrition books that I'm going to spit out here in a sec um, in order to be a successful coach. Now, when we get into books for training and nutrition, there's a huge list and there's so many great books out there. Um, But the ones that came to mind, first and foremost, was Fat Loss Forever by Lane Norton. Um, Really, really just well-rounded book. It's another book. And and by the way, I haven't said this, but many of the books I just talked about, my interns are forced to read, my my coaches are forced to read. I shouldn't say forced, encouraged to read. Um, We all are and we've all read them and it's very important. Fat Loss Forever is another one of those. Because Fat Loss Forever is very well-rounded. You're going to learn a little bit about hormones. You're going to learn a little bit about metabolism. You're going to learn about calories and macros and micronutrients and meal timing. Um, You're going to learn about a lot of things for a a wide spectrum of individuals. Um, And this is definitely a methods book. So not a a deliverability, not an application-based. I mean, it is an application-based book. But some of these books I'm talking about aren't going to necessarily teach you how to implement these strategies, but they are going to give you the strategies. So Fat Loss Forever is the first one. It's a very, very good book. Uh, The Muscle and Strength Pyramids, both training and nutrition are the second ones I had listed here by Eric Helms, Andy Morgan, and Andrea Valdez. Um, Unbelievable books. These are one of the first books that really got me hooked. Actually, to be honest with you, before the books, the YouTube videos are what got me hooked on macros and nutrition and all this, this, the science of this stuff. Um, really, really powerful stuff, more geared towards bodybuilders, but I do believe the best coaches in the industry understand bodybuilding on a deep level, because if you can get somebody shredded for stage, you can get a general population client to lose some weight pretty easily. So 
Now, backtrack from that, you also have to take into consideration behavior change, habits, communication, connection, adherence, all these things I'm t- I was talking about before with these other books. So although the muscle and strength pyramids give you the tools that are needed on a scientific level to transform somebody's body, you also need, how to, need to know how to deliver them because bodybuilders are robots. They're some of the easiest people to coach because they'll do anything you say. General population people aren't. They have lifestyle. So you have to take that into consideration. And that's not a knock on the guys who wrote it because the guys who wrote it are role models of mine. They're extremely smart and they know how to deliver that to everybody. Um, so they know what I'm talking about. But muscle and strength pyramids, training and nutrition are the, uh, two good ones. Lyle McDonald's books in general I put down are really good if you want to dive into the science. Um, the protein book, uh, Stubborn Fat Solution, the women's book. Um, I'm pretty sure it's literally called the women's book or the female book. Um, It's pink. It's a really good one. But he has a lot of great content out there, a lot of good information on dieting and stuff like that. Um, The next one I have on here is RP Diet 2.0. Again, it's it's kind of like a different – it's, it's the muscle and strength pyramids from a different lens. Um, so the Renaissance Periodization guys put that together. They have a different outlook on some of the topics discussed. But really, really good book to learn more about – calories, macros, meal timing, performance, nutrition, stuff like that. Um, Next, I have Wired to Eat by Rob Wolf. Um, It is mainly talking about things from a paleo lens, but I think it's a very powerful read because it kind of teaches you the way your brain works, why we crave what we crave, um, a a lot more about food intolerances, uh, the microbiome, things like that. So really powerful book there. I I really enjoyed that one. Uh, The next one is Hungry Brain. This is about the psychology and the kind of the wiring of your brain and why, again, we overeat, why we store fat, why our metabolism has adaptive thermogenesis, what's going on with leptin and ghrelin and these hunger hormones that cause us to overeat um, and how this signaling works and how we can blunt the signaling in the positive or negative way. So Hungry Brain is a really, really good book and I'm actually having him on the podcast here soon. Um... So I'm excited to bring him on uh, just to talk about the book in general because really, really powerful book. Um, Deep Nutrition is another one I really like. Deep Nutrition goes into more of the history of nutrition. Um, and it talks about some ancestral eating and, and Native Americans and things like that. And it's really, really interesting. But just another perspective for you to listen and learn from, um, which I think is really important as a coach to do. Um, the Science and Development of Muscle Hypertrophy by Brad Schoenfeld. This is where we go deep and deep and deep into the science. But I think it's important to understand on an a anatomical level and a physiological level how muscle is being built, what's going on in that realm. So that's a really important one for coaches to read. Um, and that's all I have on the list. I'm looking at my bookshelf now, and I think that's about all I would put on the main list. Um, the Maximum Muscle Bible – is not an, a needed one, but with Christian Thibodeau and Paul Carter, I just love it because it just has a lot of cool and fun techniques and, and cool anecdotes and experience from those guys. Um, so I really enjoyed that book. But those are the bulk of the training and nutrition ones that I think people need to, to kind of target and start reading. For certifications, there's a lot of different certifications. If we're talking about training certifications, um, I think NASM probably has the best out there as far as legal certifications to become a trainer or a performance enhancement specialist or uh, anything like that. So NASM is probably going to be my go-to there. That's who I have my certifications with uh, as far as being personal trainer and uh, again, a performance enhancement specialist as well. Um, NCI is always going to be at the top of my list. Uh, Obviously my good friend Jason runs it, uh, but I am certified. My coaches are all certified. Some of them are level one and two certified, hormone certified, gut health certified, NCI has a very wide variety of 
certifications and I really like that and I really like that you can kind of select what you need most rather than taking one year-long course to try and get everything um, which has its benefits but at the same time I think a lot of people need to get certified in certain areas and they need to do it uh, in a fast efficient way and they need to get hands-on and, and practical and I think that's one of the big benefits of NCI has always been their focus on application over just theory. Um, so I really like NCI, obviously, Nutrition Coaching Institute. Uh, the next one is Precision Nutrition. I think Precision Nutrition has been kind of considered the gold standard for a long time because they were one of the first out to really uh, publicize nutrition coaching. And, and I can't argue with the fact that they're some of the OGs inside of nutrition coaching. I mean, John Berardi basically started online coaching and they are really great at what they do. They do touch on macros a little bit, but it's more centered around um, what food quality means, uh, the science of metabolism and the science of what's going on in your body on a physiological level with nutrition, um, and a lot about the psychology of dieting and behavior change and building habits and, and again, crucial conversations, motivational interviewing, uh, empathy, emotional intelligence, and how to coach people. So I, I got to give props to Prisoners of Nutrition. It's a longer course, so it takes more time. I believe they're both a year long. Um, I can't remember because it's been so long since I did them, but I've done Precision Nutrition Level 1 and 2. Um, and it's very focused on habit change, client connection, human interaction, things like that. And I think that's very powerful. And honestly, it's, it's hard to teach and that's why not that many people teach it, but it's also very, uh, rare to see, uh, inside of coaching and the best coaches have that on lock. Um, the next one is MNU, uh, by Martin McDonald, Mac Nutrition University. Another one that I did um, full full transparency. I didn't finish the test in time. I got so busy with the facility and with traveling stuff. I literally just completely forgot on test week and I just blew it. So I actually paid the retest fee and I'm in the process of trying to retest so I can pass. Um, but it's a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, certification course. Very in-depth. It's a year long um, and, and I, I do believe it's, it's up there as one of the best. It's just very well-rounded. It's a very, very good certification program. Um, they, Martin really covers basically every single fucking thing you can think of, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, and then the last thing I meant, I was going to mention is just literally any workshop or seminar you can go to, um, whether we're talking Tony Robbins, whether we're talking impact collective that I help run with Jason Phillips, uh, John Russin's, uh, performance pain, uh, pains, pain-free performance specialist. I think it is what his is. Um, I can't remember, but I've, I've been to a couple of his seminars, phenomenal speaker and phenomenal teacher. Um, Joe DeFranco has his, uh, OPEX has theirs, just all these different work workshops and seminars that you can attend and learn from and grow. And if you can visit them in person rather than online, even better. So I highly recommend just literally getting to as many seminars and workshops as you can, even if it's just a weekend workshop, anything you can do. Um, now, now that we have covered all the books, all the seminars, all the certifications, all those things that I wanted to give you as advice, now I'm going to get into about 10 different aspects of coaching that I think are absolutely fundamental in being a successful coach or getting successfully coached. So number one, give more value than you are asking for financially. And this is, goes back to the very first thing I said on the podcast with the book recommendation of The Go-Giver. But if you are a coach you should be giving more than you are receiving or you are asking for in return. You should be giving more value than you are expected to give. I can't tell you, and I don't say this to impress you, but to impress upon you that I'm, I'm living what I'm preaching. I can't tell you how many people I've had tell me I'm going above and beyond. And the reason is, is because 
I sell coaching, but I deliver something much more valuable than that. And I do that on purpose. I do that on purpose in two ways. I don't tell you everything you're going to get because it's individual and certain people need different things. But I will go above and beyond in any way I can to make sure that I am delivering more to you than what you are paying for. And that's ultimately why you're going to be successful, why you're going to sustain your results, and why you're going to love the experience of working with me or my team. Um, And that's a very, very important thing within coaching is giving more value than what you are asking for financially. And I think as a client, you should be expecting quite a bit. Um, and And I set the standard high for even my own team by saying that. But the truth is, is if you are investing in coaching, there's two aspects of this. Number one, you should be expecting quite a bit. You should not be just expecting numbers. Should they give you numbers? Yes, you need macros. But should they be giving you more than that? Absolutely. What about mindset? What about daily routines? What about how to implement those macros? What about how to distribute those macros throughout your day? What about nutrient timing? What about all the questions you have? What about the accountability and support you need? What about access to you throughout the week in case something comes up? All these things should be a given and you should be getting more than you were expecting. You should be feeling like you were getting a lot of value inside of a coaching relationship, but it doesn't come for free and I don't mean the amount you pay. It means that you need to show up as well. Clients need to show up, need to, uh, clients have a responsibility to check in. Clients have a responsibility to utilize the access that they are given. Clients have a responsibility to ask the questions to be answered. Clients have a responsibility to follow the plans given by the coach. So it's not all on the coach, but when you give as much as you can into the coaching program, you're going to receive even more from the coach as well. So that's number one. Number two, systems are critical. Again, this is something that I am speaking directly to coaches with, but this applies to everything in your life. Systems are everything. How are you tracking macros? Where are you tracking macros? How are you updating your plan? How are you adjusting your plan? How are you tracking your metrics, biofeedback, pictures, measurements? How are you keeping accountable? How are you training? How are you periodizing this? How are you phasing things in and out? How are you doing diet breaks? How are you doing refeeds? What are your systems for communication? What are your systems for organization? Everything. Systems are critical. Systems are what create success out of the methods and the principles inside of nutrition and training that create results, essentially. Without systems, it's a clusterfuck. Without systems, things just go haywire. So systems are one of the most important things inside of coaching, not only from a business perspective to keep you organized enough to be able to deliver value to your clients and actually stay up to date with them, but also for the clients to actually utilize the methods you are providing them. When you have strategies and methods and ideas and concepts for a client to follow in order to get results, you have to have a system that allows them to implement them and successfully see change over time. If you don't, It's all just talk. It's all just methods with no structure or no rhythm or flow of how those systems and methods and structures are supposed to work. Number three, communication builds connection. I think that communication is one of the biggest missing keys inside of where the coaching industry is going um, or where technology is trying to lead the coaching industry. I think it's one of the biggest issues we're seeing right now is all these templates and algorithms and automation. Um, I've even told, this is crazy to some people, but I've told my web people I want less automation. Why? Because it, I need to stay human. There's a humanization of coaching that is very important. And I think the more and more things get automated and more and more algorithms that are created, it takes human intervention out of it. And that's a big issue. We are humans and that's why we relate, that's why we communicate well, and that's how we connect so that you can be successful. There is a very, very important aspect of coaching that is just simply being human. So I love that picture uh, in that shirt I have that says, be more human. It's so, so important for coaching. 
So communication builds that connection though and builds that humanization. So if you're not communicating frequently and if you're not communicating on a deeper level, even more importantly, like constant communication is, in, is, is key, but some people don't need frequent communication. They need the ability. So they need to know that they can communicate if they want to. But I think the level of depth inside of your communication is what builds that human connection and allows success to really show. Um, number four, understand the value of accountability. I think a lot of people undervalue accountability and just how important that is. And I think if more people just recognize how important accountability is and just how much you need accountability to be successful, I think they would buy into the process more and I think they would have better results in general. So just the idea of understanding how valuable accountability is, is going to uh, allow your coaching to be more successful and it's going to allow your clients to be more successful. I openly tell clients all the time when we first start, one of the biggest reasons you are paying me is because you need accountability. That's why I have a coach. I don't have a coach because he knows something I don't. I have a coach because I need accountability. I need somebody to get on my shit. My, my mentor right now, my coach, my life coach, he calls himself an accountability coach. <laughs> he doesn't call himself a business coach. doesn't call himself a life coach. I'm going to have him on the podcast uh, very soon. Uh, we're just, we are just waiting for the office podcast studio to be done. But he calls himself an accountability coach because accountability in life is important. I need accountability to make sure that I do what I say I'm going to do. In my relationship, I, I have, I have a, a, a tracking system every day. Did I write, do, and say love? And what I mean by that is I, I want to tell her to her face, I want to write her a note, and I want to do something that shows love in her love language. But the, I need accountability for that. So my coach checks in on me. I, t- I talk to him twice a week, right? I need accountability to make sure that I did my morning mobility and my meditation and my journaling and my nutrition and my training, right? I need, I need to get off at 5 p.m. and I need to have accountability for that so I can spend time with my family. But there's so much value inside of accountability. It's the glue that holds all the systems, all the methods, all the principles, all the tactics, all that shit gets held together by simple accountability. So understanding the value inside of that will make you a more effective coach. And for the clients listening, it'll make your perceived value of what you are being coached in much higher. And therefore, you will be more successful because the more you believe in the product, the better you will adhere to the product. And the better you adhere, the more consistent you will be. And the more consistent you will be, the better your results will be and the longer they'll last, period. The next one, number five, are we on? One, two, three, four, five. There is no one right way. As a coach, you go through stages and you learn different tactics and you learn new things. Like I remember when intermittent fasting came out and it was like, oh shit, everybody's got to fast because that's that's the path. I remember if it fits your macros, I'm like, oh, anybody can eat whatever the fuck they want. You want to drink alcohol every day? Go for it. Just hit your macros. Didn't work. Um, I remember when paleo, I remember, I remember when all these things came up, low carb, high fat, high carb, low fat, like they all work. There is no one right way, but there is one right way for each and every individual, which means, again, there's no one right way. Not for the masses. Every individual is different, and therefore every individual is going to respond differently. And At the end of the day, it all comes down to healthy food and calorie deficits. There is a balance between macro and micronutrients, and we need to get the minimum required of micronutrients in order to sufficiently be healthy and maintain health, period. But we need the right amount of calories in order to create a physical change, a physical adaptation, whether it's performance, strength, muscle growth, fat loss, doesn't matter. But there's a million ways to skin a cat, which again, every time I say that, I just get so creeped out. Why are you skinning a cat? That is weird. And why? I actually don't even think there is a million ways to skin a cat. I think there's one. You take some kind of knife and you skin the cat. It's so fucking gross. 
I don't know why I'm going to this. I'm sorry. Um, I always say this. I'm like, beat a dead horse. Why are you beating an already dead horse? That's weird. Who who comes up with this? Like, ugh, just weird people come up with these sayings. Anyway, there's no one right way to do it. There's many ways to do it. Um, and you need to learn all these other tactics I'm talking about to find out the best way for that individual, period. So as a coach coming up, you have to constantly remind yourself that there is no one best way. And even though you might find a new strategy that works great for you or works tremendously well for another client, you always have to be open-minded to many different possibilities, strategies, and methods because that's how you're going to be a successful coach is by using different methods for different individuals. Number six, you'll never know enough so keep studying. I, to this day, have 30 minutes of every single morning from 5.30 a.m. to 6 a.m. Every single morning, I sit in front of my fire with a cup of coffee, and I read on training and or nutrition every single day. I don't care. I'm still doing certifications. I can't even, t- I can't even count on my hands how many certifications I have. But like I said, I'm paying to take, retake the test to make sure I finish this MNU cert. Why? Because you can never know enough. Not only are there so many different strategies, like I said, there's no one right way, but there's also a million different ways to deliver those systems and those methods and those strategies. So it it goes much further and, and further beyond just what, and it's about how, and every individual teaches how in a different way and coaches things in a different way. Therefore, you can take away a lot from each individual. But the purpose behind me saying, you'll never know enough, keep studying, is that a lot of people get comfortable and they assume they know enough of any one thing in order to deliver results forever. And the reality is this, there's not much new shit coming out with nutrition. Nutrition is nutrition. Uh, you, you'll find – you're going to be able to find more interesting research coming out about training, about hormones, and about behavior change and the psychology behind how to deliver this stuff. But when it comes to calories and macros, it's pretty fucking obvious. Energy balance matters. But that doesn't mean you can never you, – you'll ever know enough. Knowledge is infinite. And if you can understand the science behind calories, the science behind carbs, science behind protein, science behind fat, science behind the gut, science behind the brain, science behind hormones, science behind metabolism, the deeper and deeper you get into all these things, the more and more these common strategies that you already know will make sense and the easier you will be able to deliver them and the more confidence you will have in your delivery with them. And when you are confident about something you are delivering, a client is going to trust you more. The number one most important aspect of client-coach relationship in order for the client to have success is that they trust you. So if you build this confidence and this ungodly certainty in what you are delivering to them, they're going to trust you that much more. And guess what happens when they trust you? They will follow you. And if you can lead them properly, they will get the best results they've ever seen and they'll sustain them. So part of earning that trust is never is knowing that you never know enough and just forever studying. All right, number seven, eight, no, six. I'm lost now. It's never just training and nutrition. Or I should say it's never just training or just nutrition. You're going to have to dig deeper. You're going to have to learn more than just the science behind training and nutrition if you want to be effective as a coach. You're going to have to study communication. You're going to have to study human connection. You're going to have to study love. You're going to have to study organization, entrepreneurship, business, marketing, everything. It's deeper and, and part of coaching isn't just like I'm not even talking about business right now. Understanding marketing, understanding communication, understanding how to sell people, understanding confidence, understanding meditation, understanding stress and anxiety and depression, understanding all these deeper things is going to be uh, it's going to allow you to be a more effective coach because there's going to become there's going to come situations where 
it's going to go out of your sp- scope of practice. And that's part of the role. That's part of your job. It's, it's, it's being empathetic. It's hearing people, not just listening, but hearing people and then talking them through it. And the only way to have confidence in that is if you allow yourself to work outside of the realm of training and nutrition, because coaching is much more than just macros are much more than just reps. The next one, don't coach. I gave up on numbering these guys. <laughs> don't coach if you are not willing to be coached. I see way too many people preaching coaching and they don't even invest in the coach themselves. It, it baffles me. I spend well over $1,000 a month just on coaching, just on coaching. And I usually don't talk about my financial uh, situations, but that's how much I value coaching. Well over $1,000 a month. And I have been for the last three years, well over $1,000 the last three years. It's insane. And if you include all the certifications, all the um, consultations, all the seminars, all the weekend events, over $100,000, I would imagine, in my career, just spent on people coaching me. I've always had a trainer. I've always had a nutrition coach. I've always had a life coach or a mentor or a business coach of some sort because I am a coach, so I believe in coaching. And I truly believe if you want to be the best coach possible, you need to hire some kind of a coach that is going to hold you accountable and is going to create systems and structure for you to be successful in multiple areas of your life, specifically the area of life that you are selling. So if you're a trainer and you're not getting trained, what? If you're a nutrition coach and you're not getting coached on nutrition, what? You need to be coachable. Not only because it, it kind of puts your money where your mouth is, but also if you can put yourself in the client's shoes, you become coachable. But you understand the difficulties in being coached. Think about that. If you can understand the difficulties of being coached and how it can be difficult to be coachable at times, you will have more empathy and understanding of the clients you are working with. That will make them more successful. Next, get organized. If you're a clusterfuck, your clients are going to be a clusterfuck too. So having systems, having organization, having time blocks, understanding how to time manage, understanding how to eliminate distractions, understanding how to produce content, understanding how to stay organized in general as a cl- as a coach is going to be successful. Is going to help you be successful in your coaching path as well, because you're going to ask your clients to have routines, meal prep, track macros, write data uh, in their tracker forms, and things like that. But if you're not doing it too, and you don't know how to organize your data and your metrics, not just for your nutrition, but also for your training, for your sleep for your habits, for your routine, for your business, what are you doing? You need to be what you're asking your clients to be and organized is one of them. Next, understand research better. This is kind of uh, relative to the person because it's very hard to understand research, but you should be going out of your way to find sources that teach you the research. This is one of the sources because I teach you guys a lot of the research that's coming out. Uh, Mass Research Review, Alan Aragon Research Review, James Krieger's Research Review, which is weightology, um, diving into like Mike Matthews stuff on Legion. He talks a lot about that kind of stuff. Lyle McDonald, uh, Renaissance Periodization, all these companies and people are constantly teaching about research. You should be able to understand what these people are talking about and decipher what's important. Decipher what research versus anecdote is. Decipher what research is valuable for your clients and what you can actually interpret to them to give them benefit versus just jargon that doesn't apply to any real life individual. The last thing for today is get obsessed. And I mean that in a healthy way. I am obsessed with training and nutrition. I am obsessed with health. I am obsessed with human connection. I am obsessed with the psychology around how people can change their behaviors and change their lifestyle and see results. I am obsessed with fat loss. I am obsessed with muscle growth. 
but I'm obsessed in a healthy way. Like I, I have a very positive self-worth, self-love and body image. Um, and it took, took years to, to accomplish that, but I'm obsessed with helping people. And I think that's a very, very important thing. I think you should be so unbelievably passionate that it almost freaks people out. Like they think you're kind of crazy and you kind of have to be crazy to do this shit and, and do what I'm doing, which is just ranting on a podcast for 45 minutes uh, of just a bunch of one word bullet points. Like I didn't even have numbers that would allow me to, I mean, I'm talking about being organized. Um, but I will say in my defense, I try to keep this podcast very candid. So five minutes ago, I looked at, well, five minutes before the podcast started, I looked at this question and I just started typing my thoughts and then I clicked record and I just went, but that shows passion because I'm obsessed with this stuff. And I could talk on this stuff all day, any day, because I care. You should care so much that you seem borderline obsessed. And that is the last tip for coaches. So I went over the books. I went over the, the science, the studies. I went over the certifications. And I went over my 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 core principles for becoming a great coach. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more again to get you better results. The second thing, Head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the nutrition hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.